0: G'day, y'all, and welcome to Best Bits of 2021. Yep. Hello, Phil.
1: Hello. <laughs> so, the so listen is coming from erotic.
0: No, no, no. exotic. Exotic location. Erotic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, Frankfurt.
1: Frankfurt, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, now we've got the middle of Frankfurt. So, it's Frankfurt, AM, Maine. Yeah, which,
1: and Hess. Hess, yeah. which is
0: the middle of Frankfurt.
1: And then we got uh, Glassland, Saskatchewan. It's in the middle of Canada. Yes. Oh, Canada, Canada. <laughs> at thirty three hundred kilometers east of Edmonton. Yes, that's in like nowhere. <laughs> Anything in Edmonton well, don't near it? It's our, our, no, but they are, and okay. they know it. You
0: know. <laughs> All right, and then we've got Squamish, yeah. British Columbia,
1: and I know people live in Squamish. There you go. Mm, Six,
0: that, well, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please uh, tell your friends. We need more Squamish. Uh sixty k's north of Vancouver. Ah. Yeah. Uh,
1: and we got Stockton, California. We know lots of people. You know lots I of people I know of lots of people
0: in Stockton. The agricultural hub of the San Joaquin Valley, which yeah. is what I used to have to say in my Rotary speeches. So I'm yeah. glad you remembered. That's so sweet. You remembered. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, you <laughs> could pronounce the next one.
0: Ostersund.
1: Ostersund. Jumtland Jumtland we need County.
0: A, we, need mid- that,
1: we need that young lady from uh, when we do the, the nights on the radio. Uh, oh, tr- yeah. She
0: does like- um,
1: Fun S- facts in Finnish. S- and, yeah. <laughs>
0: and that's in the middle of Sweden no. in Östersund.
1: And then we got Tel Aviv, yes, and in the West Bank of North Jerusalem.
0: And wait, can you say are you are you more familiar with Seoul uh, pronunciations? No. Nah. Okay, yeah, I'll try it. Sochogu?
1: Yeah, Sochogu, Seoul, Seoul,
0: Seoul. On uh, the Han River near Seoul.
1: Great for uh, fried chicken. Uh, I yeah, can so tell you that because stores. all of Seoul is great for fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> And it was in Victoria.
0: Wow. Uh, hey, USA. I wonder how that happened.
1: Yeah, in Granford, Texas, 200 Ks west of Dallas.
0: <laughs> there we go. Oh, you can give me yes.
1: Owen, where that? If maybe he was there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what we have to say. And then we've got. Uh, let's see. Let's try it. fungage West Bengal.
1: Yeah, 200 miles north, of- or 200 Ks north of Bangladesh. Uh,
0: I'll leave that one for you.
1: And Lords, Lords, Vener.
0: Vivo Yeah,
1: Central Poland. <laughs> Famous for pierogies. yes. <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: All right, so here we go. So we're gonna do now the best bits of twenty twenty one.
0: And I'm sure you can compare some of our pronunciations in those, like you did with the exotic locales we just did. Mm-hmm. Enjoy.
1: What is cowboy food?
0: Well, it's you gotta think about the the cowboys would, you know, run cattle across long areas yep. for long periods of time so it had to be stuff that was stable in the um, in the wagon they had a nice cook that was looking after them occasionally they would stop and do things so really it consisted of beans hard biscuits which sounds like those cookies we talked about all yeah. those time and you had to <laughs> yeah. like dip them in some dried meat so there's your jerky dried fruit and coffee and whatever they shot on the way
1: yeah so it was all trip? stuff that was basically portable
0: yeah, that's all right. All you
1: need was water.
0: That's right. And a fire. And a fire. And it was, you know, Dutch ovens and you know yeah. frying pans, cast iron, a lot of cast iron.
1: Yeah, and they put it on the thing, started in the morning, and by the time they got off, it was all done.
0: That's exactly right. So it's, it's stick to your ribs, really nutritious food. It was the old days. They actually listened to their bodies. So there'd be times where people, they'd start feeling depleted, yeah. So they knew they probably needed something with a bit more iron in it and a bit more, you know, awful. <laughs> well,
1: no, I was just thinking about them listening to their bodies because after eating all those beans, I get there be They're a lot be of li- be a lot of listening going on.
0: <laughs> I have a uh, cowboy coffee recipe, and then you put in a quarter one
1: of, one of those blue ones.
0: Yes, right. Yeah. So a cup of gra- a quarter cup of grounds, and then a quart of water. So you want warm water before you put the grounds in. Water. Water. And yeah. then you let it boil, yeah. and it boil rolling boil mm-hmm. for a good period of time. Take it off. And then the trick is you get a cup of cold water and throw it on it and it drops all the grounds oh, to, to the, the bottom. bottom.
1: Wow. And, you don't need one of those French press things.
0: Don't need that. And it also, he goes, you'll never have acid reflux in huh. Takes the heat of the rolling boil, takes yeah. all that stuff out of it. You'll never have a smoother cup of coffee in your life. So
1: lunch. this is pre-percolated coffee.
0: That is exactly right. And there's mm-hmm. no because there's recipes with eggshells and all sorts of stuff. Nothing like that in think here. Do with eggshells? I can't. Or well, people. Would say, I mean, how turkey. did they
1: get the name jerky? Ha Maybe it was named one of the uh, the cooks.
0: No Native American had jerky. Their word was turkey, which means dried meat. Oh. So their word for it was turkey. So I think just in translation, it became jerky. jerky. Yeah,
1: nothing to do with the cook.
0: No. Although it's a good story.
1: Okay. Now can I go on you to can can. sassafras route? Yes, you can. From the sassafras root.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah, and
1: that's why they make uh, gumbo filet. That's right. Is sassafras root.
0: It's a very, well, it's a Native American product. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yes, sarsaparilla. So, we're going back to the days of the chemists, which were uh, the pharmacists making up, you know, Coca-Cola and all those things, having a play around. And
1: sarsaparilla, will have been probably like, oh, it's good for you, and it cures this, that, and the other thing, right? Well,
0: it cured a few things, they said. Oh, okay.
1: They lied about
0: it. They did lie about it. But uh, do you want to know what they uh, thought that sarsaparilla could cure?
1: Go ahead. Tell me. Syphilis. Oh, so you, you sprinkle it on yourself, or you <laughs> internally or externally?
0: I don't know, probably both. And they did say it could cure anything and everything, but I really think some people might did, have suffered. It didn't help Al Capone, <laughs> no, but he didn't. was not a cowboy. But <laughs> and there is a very special stew. What is it called, Son Phil? Son of
1: a bitch it's still, No, I touched my tongue. yeah. That's what so it's that's called. That's right.
0: Can S-O-B, we say that on S O B stew? How's that? Uh, S O B. It's like S O S. The guys were out for a while and they were started feeling a little bit run down. Yeah. They would make this stew that had basically everything in it from the animal except the horns and <laughs> the hooves. So it had heart, liver, not too much liver because it makes it a little bit strong, hmm. brains, sweetbreads, tongue, marrow, gut and pieces of tenderloin made up the stew. The marrow gush is a tube that connects the two stomachs of a calf that's not been weaned. Wow. And it contains a substance resembling marrow. Mm. And that is what gives it its principal flavor. I don't and think you
1: could be able to buy that in a market here.
0: No. And the thing is, it sounds gross, and it probably sounded gross then, but yeah. all of a sudden, all everyone went, oh, you yeah, know well, you... what I feel like? I feel like that stew. Yeah. And they all did about the same time, and then he, the cookie would make it up.
1: Well, Americans love spices.
0: Yes, we do, but we don't grow them. <laughs> no. To be honest, we don't have the some, the climate to grow it everywhere. We do we do grow we grow a lot of lot of things, but that's not you know mm. using the land for that is not what it's used best for. Looking at what was most popular, there is a list, and I've added a few to it. They're all blends. Every single one of them. There is not one standout sort of yeah, singular
1: so many different ones i mean it depends what you're cooking the the origin of what you're mm. cooking you know all has to do with the blends but probably you know mostly all those blends probably originally were for you know like an italian food or indian food and now america really has their own blend with all the reps
0: so mm. well, there's sazon or sazon which is awesome. puerto rican sazon has um cilantro cumin garlic powder oregano salt and ground annatto seeds. Now, can I just say one thing when I said cilantro? Yeah. Cilantro and coriander are the same thing. Yep. So I spent a good year, my first year here, going, I just want coriander, or I just want cilantro, cilantro. and now it was coriander. It coriander. Yeah. I will mention tahini. We forgot to put this down because yes. that is every, That's on like, everyone's lips at the I moment. I know.
1: It's like came out of nowhere.
0: It is. Just, so it's sort of citrus and bitey mm. and... Good on uh, on everything. Everything, everything. Yeah. including fruit, watermelon. Yeah, beer. Yeah. I, I think it
1: originally was for fruit, and then they got it to rim the glasses of the beer and margaritas and
0: you know, coladas. Yeah,
1: macoladas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still scared to try that.
0: So we've got anchiot anchioto paste, mm-hmm. um, which people do ask for a lot. It's used a lot for coloring.
1: Yeah, it's basically because it's called racchiato rojo.
0: Yes, so red. And that has annatto seeds, which is where the color is coming from, garlic, cumin, oregano, cinnamon, pepper, allspice, salt, and cloves. But
1: it's mostly coloring. You really don't taste all the other stuff that's in it.
0: No, and it's used for rubbing and marinating things. Yeah, like chicken. Chicken. And Mm. if you put it with um, liquid, so water, oil, lemon juice, it becomes this red, red paste.
1: And the other one uh, is filet powder.
0: (sighs) Yes, and... We were are we were the only people that had that yeah yeah
1: yeah it's made from the sassafras root
0: yes it's yeah. a necessary thing
1: yep the, especially uh, you' doing some jambalaya ne right. go to Hank Williams song
0: Cajun started using it in Louisiana adding it to stews and things to thicken it so you don't want to put it in your gumbo until the very end or it gets a bit stringy mm. sort of like okra So f- you can you know thicken and make it all slimy you don't know, want like that I won't make any smart aleck remarks, yeah. Brendan. Yeah, jerk,
1: season.
0: jerk seasoning. Jerk
1: seasoning. Yeah. Yes, from our uh, bodies in Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica, <right>. mom. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's right. So now we have carried jerk seasoning in the ba- in the mm-hmm. past, and um, it is so for a dry rub or a wet marinade. It's a spicy sort of spicy charred sort of dish at the end. Um, basic ingredients are pimento. So it's mixed with other peppers such as scotch bonnet Mm. and onion, salt, garlic, thyme, and scallions, which we would call green onions.
1: And then they cook it over the uh, steel drums, you know, when they're not using them for music. I guess they put a little fire underneath them and they season wild pig and boar. Right. Yeah. And they cook them over the coals and those And uh, so
0: this is another seasoning that came from people that were brought to America as slaves, and it's from their culture, and they would use it to – Well, it actually says runaway slaves who would season wild pig's meat with it. Now we've got to our – thankful to our neighbors up north.
1: Yep, the Montreal Steak Seasoning.
0: And this is so popular. It's one of those really chunky rubs that you make like a crust Mm -hmm. on the beef. And we've used it on lamb as well. And everything else you can put yeah. it on, but yeah, it's like- if we could
1: ever get the Weber one back. in. they, I mean, yeah, was- Weber makes a certain one called uh, a that they serve at their store in Chicago. It's a right. Chicago steak seasoning, which is similar, right. you know, very peppery and all, but just slightly different.
0: Uh, it's all of those are good because it just makes such a difference to the meat. This mm. one has black pepper, coarse salt, cayenne, garlic, paprika, onions, coriander, and dill. Actually, I've never really tasted the dill in it. Maybe that's what's the difference.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Because I've got a big giant jar in the cupboard. We go through that. And now we're back to
1: one of the old time favorites.
0: It's a true American flavor profile, this one. It was on the East Coast, and it is...
1: Old Bay seasoning. And that's
0: the one thing people come in, and yeah, when we couldn't get old it for bay, a period old of time. Bay. And sometimes you can't be picky about what size you want. We might only have giant all day, yes. might not have the little, and it might be all gone by the time you get there if you want to wait.
1: Exactly. So
0: it originated in Baltimore, Maryland. It includes paprika, celery salt, crushed red pepper flakes, black pepper. And it also, so they must have some secrets in here. They think it includes bay leaf, dry mustard, nutmeg, ginger, cloves. Mace, cardamom, and allspice—like
1: mm, a little bit of everything.
0: Old bay. People use it you know, all for all sorts of seafood. They also use it in crab boils. They use it in and corn chowder. In the club and chowder, chowder. Um, fried chicken. Yeah. I've had it on my salad.
1: Yeah, you could put it on French fries and popcorn and
0: oyster stew. Yeah. Now, and
1: and the most important one, what? Which I would probably got to get to try, maybe because I'm not a big fan of it, is in Bloody Marys. <laughs>
0: Well, this, you know, Bloody Mary makes anything taste good.
1: Three, no, don't eat now. What?
0: <laughs> hey, Phil, you're going to have to talk because I'm going to eat a cookie. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Barbara says, so we got to continue on. I want to eat. Yeah, Oh,
0: no. Italian pastries and cookies. Uh, because last Tuesday was actually National Cannoli Day. So Brendan thinks that we need to explain what a cannoli is to people. Why? Well, that's right.
1: Because they don't know what it is. Tough luck. More for us.
0: More for us. That's <laughs> This is a little crunchy shell filled with, well, depending on who, what, where, when, why, but like what we're having today, luckily, it's filled with, you say it. Regatta. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. The regatta cream.
0: Yes, and a little bit of pistachios on the end of it. Mm. And it is crunchy magnificence. Now, when did you first have a cannoli? When's your first memory? There is none. Because it's just always been there. It was
1: always there. It was always there. I don't remember... Like, oh, have tried this. I don't ever remember that. It's not like sushi, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can remember my first time. But no, it was always in the house. It was always there for the holidays, mm. Sundays. You know, it was, it was there. It was a staple.
0: Cannoli, not only through uh, a Francis Ford Coppola movie, but have become Americanized. So like everything, when it comes over...
1: Yeah, well, they have to change it for what they have. That's exactly right. And so the right. Italians, what they they didn't have was mascarpone, which is mm-hmm. the original recipe was mascarpone. Yep. But they use ricotta. Okay. Perfect. And I think they're like sort of similar,
0: you know? Yeah, I think so too. Because yeah, it's I I, more
1: creamy that's it, and and thicker.
0: Now we've decided to add the cookies in because, like, why not? It's the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it just goes together. You go to a pastry shop, there's always cookies.
0: Yeah, like, and I just love like, it.
1: Did I have to tell everybody where you went this morning?
0: Yes, you do. I drove my car to,
1: to work, and then, and then then I gave a hint last night because what we're going to do. And I said, well, since Barbara's going to be by work, you know, the pastry shop is right there. Yes. So we'll give I a little plug, a, too. Yeah, for, for, you
0: You pronounced it correctly.
1: It's Cafe Cili, uh, Ciliano Dolce.
0: Right, and it's on Keys Road. Yeah. Yes. So it's
1: only like two minutes from, from from us. From USA Foods. Yeah. And one of my favorite pastries, yes. which you found for me over here.
0: Yes.
1: Is yes. See, it's Yes. I'll
0: never not, be able to say it. So yeah, it's,
1: because it's spelled so funnily. You know, yes. differently. It's it's S-F O G. Now, how do you pronounce that? You know, L-I-A-T double L. Double L. Double L. Yeah, so And it's looks like a cone or it's a triangle shaped and it's all layered. How they make it, I have no idea. I wouldn't even attempt it, but it is so good. It's crispy. It has to be got the filling inside, but a little bit with that fruit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So That's that, that has not, not left. And that was originally made for uh, by the Santa Rosa Monastery in Naples in 1700. That's what the 1700 was. I mentioned wow. before.
0: Yeah. I, so,
1: again, by the nuns. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
0: it yeah. has like a hundred layers of, you know, uh, phyllo or you know like little layers of pastry and it is amazing and I was so excited when I found it I found it at Europa which is sort of near us yeah. as well and I do that sometimes like i was like oh my god lazy. <laughs> are you okay I'm like yeah I just have four of those thanks two of those <laughs> yeah. so I was. I Jeanette once gave me the recipe there is a recipe in the Sopranos cookbook to yeah. do it mm. but it scares me
1: Oh, to make that split out, yeah, yeah, it would skate. It, yeah, it's gotta so be easily. really hard, it's probably something you gotta make a dozen times before you yeah, might you even get it. Right. it. And I think look right. think yeah. the
0: other name was lobster tail, like yeah, a lobster. which looks
1: similar. I yeah, think they, they stuff it a little bit, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: it's sort of like a bear claw of Italian pastry.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, that is good. So, the different things in like, um. What Jeanette makes at Christmas, the little fried donuts, isn't that Oh,
1: that's that's, stufli, stufli. Yes,
0: yes. see, I'm never going to say anything. So
1: stufli would have been one of the older ones because that's basically bread with honey poured over it. So it's fried bread with honey.
0: And it's magnificent. Actually, it's sort of like Italian fairy bread because then there's sprinkles on it.
1: Yes. yes. (laughs) I don't like the sprinkles. I just prefer. See, now my aunt's made it two ways. Yes. Both of them had the honey on it and everything, but the, the sprinkles were different. So one, they used like the hundreds of thousands. Yes. And the other ones were the more traditional. They sprinkled over bit really fine chopped, the, uh, the fruit
0: oh, or the dried oh, fruit. Oh, see, I'd like that because yeah, I like the dried fruit. And they sprinkled fruit.
1: that over that. Oh, mm.
0: yum. We've been busily running around stocking shelves.
1: So we're going to be uh, jumping in and out and uh, talking with other people.
0: And every customer that we speak to gets a spin of the wheel. Whoa. If you want to see it's the like wheel, wheel spin, of a fortune. fortune. I think
2: I've had my last winter in Chicago, though. I'm too spoiled. Now that yeah. I've lived in Australia, yeah. I can't do winter in Chicago ever again.
0: We've got a couple of young men here that okay. are shopping with us today. And you are? Seb.
1: Sam. Sam and Sam. That's
0: easy. Sa- Seb and Sam.
1: Oh, Seb and Sam. Sorry, it's like
0: the S family. Yes. I went I went to school with the whole family. There were seven kids all with J's.
1: And your last name yes. begins with an S, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> now, um, what brought you to USA Foods? How do you know about us? Um, well, I saw it on uh, – well, I saw it as we were coming here, and we just had to, we came for a look. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. It's a good day for it. Yeah.
1: So you're riding your bikes, or how would you get here? Uh, we just – Mom drove us.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> So she's out in the car wondering where are you? Oh no, she's just wandering definitely... around having a look. How about taking a chance on the wheel? Who's going to spin it? Uh, I'll. Okay, all right.
2: <laughs> all right. Okay. It
1: goes around. Depends what color. And here's all the prizes are here. Let's see what you oh, what got to oh, <gasps> get. A, oh! You get a
0: gift certificate. A gift
1: certificate. So you can spend twenty five dollars today.
0: That oh, is right.
1: Oh! How lucky. <laughs> go for it now. Thank you. you You're welcome, guys. Thank see you. Too. Ooh, oh, bye. a big winner.
0: Ooh, that was handy. You should have seen the faces. It was like, Ooh. oh. God. I think that was very nice of the older brother letting the younger brother spin the wheel. <laughs> That'd be
2: That'd be fine. I <laughs>
0: don't know if that would happen in my house. We've got Paul with us, who is from A Dingo Ape My Taco. So
2: I grew up working for my dad's barbecue restaurant. It's a county line restaurant in uh, Austin, Texas. So that's what we try to do is we mixed oh, yeah. smoked meats with fresh tortillas and fresh salsas. It's a backyard thing. Yeah. You would make Mexican style barbecue. You would fuse those two worlds. And I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, some people started figuring out, hey, there's a real market for this. You can sell it. Yeah. Oh. So when we say, can decided that we were going to come here, I think that's what we kind of landed on. Is I, I know how to cook barbecue and I love Mexican food. So being the barbecue guy, I like to smoke meat. So the, the brisket yeah. is what everyone thinks about when they think about Texas barbecue. Um, I'll even give the recipe here. Uh, it's salt and pepper. Smoke and time. That's yeah. it. The, yeah. um, so it's the brisket that we do. The carnitas are also smoked. We make a homemade chorizo, um, which is, you can get Spanish chorizo in but Mexico. But do so you make
0: Mexican style?
2: We make <gasps> Mexican style chorizo. It's I caseless. I have been
0: in search yes. of that for so long. Why didn't I order that on my taco?
2: Well, you can go out there and get another
0: one. I might have to yeah. do that.
2: Thank you, Paul. Oh, thank thanks you Thanks for so coming down.
0: I'm about well, to have my taco right now. Brendan didn't eat yeah. both of them. It was well, very dangerous. Then, yeah. Well,
1: really Brendan ate your taco. Okay?
0: How was it? What's your feedback on it? It's fantastic. And how did you find us? Um, I teach with a lady whose daughter-in-law lives here now, but is from the USA. When I go home, I always bring back little care packages. And she was telling me, because when her daughter-in-law is feeling a bit homesick, she brings her here and lets her go on a little bit of a spree. Oh, that's lovely. Fantastic. So, Trish, did you come for like just the... Just the ride? Kelly and I worked together for 16 years, so uh, and I've spent uh, many, many happy days in the U.S., so when oh, she was getting the care parcels ready from her family, I'd say, can you please get me this, this, <laughs> this, 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 and this? So when she went, I'm going to USA Foods tomorrow. Do you want to come? And I went, girl, are you kidding? Do I want to come? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Oh, I'm so happy to hear it, and I'm happy I can help you, and I'm happy that I told you to come today. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to these tacos out front. And yeah. He's from Austin. Oh fantastic! Oh, they've got the best food in Austin.
2: So,
1: after lockdown, we came here, and this one and I actually cried in your store. So, thank you for being here.
0: You're welcome.
1: We haven't been here two years, and this really keeps us home. Yeah, coming home.
0: Yeah. Right, Tom. Thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you. You're welcome. Home away from home. I wouldn't have lasted.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hanging out too. Yes, it's. We'll get there.
0: We'll get there. Thank yeah. you,
1: guys. Yeah. Well, the fifties was like happy days.
0: Well, it was. I think. The food we're talking about sort of goes from mid, like almost late 40s to early yeah, 60s. Yeah, to after
1: the war. Yeah. yeah to, to the, uh, you know, like the cultural revolution of the yeah. early 60s, 60s. And people
0: didn't want to um, necessarily want to spend all the time in the kitchen doing the hard work and there was some sh- new fancy shortcuts.
1: That's a cakewalk. This really? is We've got to walk through the 50s.
0: That <laughs> tuna noodle casserole, yes. much beloved because it doesn't take much skill other than using a can opener. Uh-huh. God bless the can opener. <laughs> this dish was a staple in the 50s and 60s. It contained a can of tuna, a can of mushroom soup, various seasonings ranging from curry powder to yep. American cheese.
2: Yep.
0: Um, And then it is, if you go down a little bit, the potato chip casserole. Oh, yeah. Right? This is how my grandmother used to make it. Yeah. She then, so go as above, tuna and your, your, um, cream of mushroom, and about two cups of crushed potato chips over the top.
1: Yeah, to make it – they get that yeah. taste, the saltiness, the crunchiness. And there
0: was no noodles in it. It yeah. was basically tuna Ooh. and potato chips. It yeah. was fantastic.
1: And then we got chicken a la king. Yeah, I don't think I ever liked I it. I liked it. I didn't like the peppers in it, well, at least the ones I had.
0: Well, you know, my mom was pretty good because like her, as a kid, she wasn't big on bell peppers. Yeah. So my grandmother used to make stuffed bell peppers, which is a 50s thing as well. Yeah. But she would those. make one – but just in a dish, not in the pepper. So my mom wouldn't get in trouble for not eating the pepper. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure mom would have left that out. Yeah. But it had something sort of crunchy in it as well. So maybe celery. But the funny thing is, is the New York Public Library's menu archive shows that it was on like in many fancy restaurants. Oh, yeah. As well as on the Queen Elizabeth. Oh, so, well, because it was the food of the day. Oh, well, yeah. That's yeah. probably too. Yeah. But you can still get it in a can.
1: Mm, mm. That's got to be better.
0: And uh, the next one,
1: ambrosia. We love ambrosia. We, we do. talk about it all the time.
0: And we've made it at work too. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's young. so
1: simple to make.
0: Yeah. It's just like, and for someone that doesn't enjoy a gelatin uh, salad, mm-hmm. it's pretty darn close, Phil. Mm-hmm. Now, wacky cake is something that it was big in the, well, from what I have read, big in this era as well as in um, depression times because it has no milk and no eggs and no butter. butter so you just mix in one pan um some what was it cocoa and some oil and water and you mix it up yeah and vinegar and vinegar and vinegar mm. and it makes a t- lovely chocolate cake oh there you go um also speaking that,
1: about- it's, it's it, you have here it was so good for last minute guests
0: well, yeah. that I you didn't want to come back again <laughs> That's right. That's the one, yes. That is exactly right.
1: Ugh. Make them feel welcome here. Have some cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't burn yourself on it with <laughs> the vinegar or the heat.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and your favorite,
1: next one. Yeah. Like Julia Child.
0: Julia Child. Well, she tried, and with her book, she did. She sort of brought French cooking yeah. to America she- because she really wasn't big on the whole no, tea but she brought the whole
1: level of cooking right up there.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Yeah, made people think about what they're eating and preparing and making it enjoyable.
0: This can be, like, this is exciting and you yes. can change the it's flavor another, this way. It's and, an adventure. And people will appreciate it yeah. too. And, yeah, so she brought that up. And so French-themed dinners, once her book came out, became sort of a mm. sort of a thing that really, beef bourguignon is a French casserole. Yes. Or bof, or on you.
1: What opened up in the 50s? Okay. Tell me. And it's still around, most of them. I think they all are. I can't read it. Dunkin' Donuts. Oh,
0: 1950
1: yes. in Massachusetts. Yeah, we
0: talked about that. 1952
1: yes. out of Texas. Church's Fried Chicken. Yum. Okay. 1952 also, and started in Utah. Right. KFC. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yep. I think
1: he started, but then he moved south. Yes. Okay. 53 in California, the place you want to go when there's no place else.
0: In and out? No. Denny's. Denny's. Oh, yes. Yes.
1: 53 down in Florida. I'm going to Florida. Florida. <laughs>
0: Florida with an R yeah. on the end yeah. of it.
1: Uh, Burger King.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And 53 out of Oklahoma <laughs> is uh, Sonic.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, Sonic's,
1: Sonic's good. I like Sonic. I mean, they they really made that uh, cherry limeade. Yes. Remember we talked about that? Yes. Mm. Fifty four, back to California, and also all the link with McDonald's because mm-hmm. they were across the street. Taco Bell, and you know the guy that owned it. His last name was Bell. <laughs>
0: Didn't you know that. I did not know that. Oh.
1: And then in Kansas, yes. how did Kansas come up with Pizza Hut? Nineteen fifty eight.
0: Someone who had a cra- had a hankering,
1: hankering <laughs> for <a> terrible pizza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those in the days too when you had the uh, salad bar with the sneeze shield. Oh. Mm.
1: <laughs> so copycat recipes that we're talking about today, they can be very similar to what you get at your local favorite restaurant.
0: and Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. And often the restaurant recipes are made with the ingredients that you can find in your kitchen. So it's nothing sort of weird. And part of the copycat is some things you have to substitute here or learn different names for. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. one thing I did miss – And I'm so sad because it's not at the local malls, the good mall or the bad mall, not at either mall anymore, Is Orange Julius. So I spent this week sort of looking at recipes and there's some good ones, but one of them was condensed frozen orange juice. Yeah. Right. And then I found a recipe of how to condense orange juice. Oh, I have you spent- put it in
1: the oven and dry it out?
0: No, it's funny. So you know when you get a popsicle and you suck all the juice out of the top yeah. and it, you just have the ice left? Right. It's pretty much that. So you get orange juice and you freeze it yeah. and then you let it defrost Yeah. and the white bits stay at the end, the icy bits, and yeah. you chuck those out.
1: Ah, okay.
0: But can I tell you, you got to be hungry for like, two days you gotta watch it oh, i have When's the I've, next lockdown it has been a fail oh, i yeah. have i've half defrosted it. I went yeah i but. think in
1: victoria we just had two people uh come down with the flu so they might yeah well, <laughs> lock down the whole state okay so
0: i'm going to try to condense orange juice for everyone yes. but it, it was a bit of a fail and that it took i shouldn't take three days to make an orange
1: juice, yeah.
0: <laughs> but i'm going to give that a go later so you know it, Megan was talking how she likes those as well. So I'll let her know how my condensing goes.
1: Uh, So next one you got here, Jack in a Box Tacos.
0: It's um, a fried shell. So they put, they mix, and I've looked it up, um, meat and the beans together. Yeah. And then they put a, just like sticking like a triangle, like two slices or one slice of American cheese, so melty cheese Uh in it. Then they fry it. And then they stick just a little bit of lettuce and some taco sauce in it. Mm.
1: Uh, Cinnabon Roads.
0: Which has – Cinnabon's finally made it here. Yep. You can smell it when you walk in the mall.
1: <laughs> and, and it just goes right to the hips, huh?
0: Right to the hips. Now, we probably don't need as much anymore if they're all over Australia, but I think it's more the icing. Because mm. you can make – That's where
1: all the fat is.
0: Yeah, well, it's all <laughs> the good. Fat is flavor.
1: Yeah, I know. And
0: the truck of sugar in it and the cream cheese. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Now, Arby's Horsey Sauce.
1: Yeah, now I – I love that. Brian? And I love mixing it with barbecues, the so Arby's barbecues. You get uh, the little packets of, yeah. at Arby's. They used to give the containers, maybe because uh, last time I went to an Arby's in Kansas, they just yeah. I went to the grand opening. They opened up one in Fort <gasps> Sky, Kansas.
0: Just for you. <laughs>
1: and I had to go there. <laughs> just for the sauce. <laughs> I don't care. Just give me the bacon, cheese, you know, uh, roast beef. Yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. Sit down. Yeah, where's all the sauce just packets? Just
0: drown it. <laughs> and
1: just, yeah, half. I used to use the. The two together is, like, phenomenal. Right. So barbecue sauce and a horsey sauce. So my horsey sauce is mixing Hellman's mayonnaise. Right. And we have the beaver creamy horseradish.
0: Oh, yes. And that's mix yum. those
1: two together. And it's pretty close. It's not, maybe not well, 100%, but it's enough to say, yeah, this is okay. I haven't done it yet with the barbecue sauce, but now I'm thinking about I'm going home. you go
0: going to do, do it, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, get some fries and dip in it. Mm-hmm. it. Um, they, well, the recipe, on um, top secret recipes, you've got it down because they've got one cup mayo. Two tablespoons plus two teaspoons horse, horseradish yeah. sauce. And then they've just added salt, a bit of sugar, and some vinegar. Yeah. So it's just, just may brighten it up and yeah. do it with the vinegar. That would be good. Ta-da. So this is sort of the beginning of um, there's Oliver Chase invents the machine for cutting lozenges. So uh, hence, this is going to be the start, which is born later on of Neko wafers. Yeah. Oh, 1893. Here's another one of my favorites. Yep. Yeah.
1: Good. not mine no,
0: phil hates them with the passion but good and plenty great ads <laughs> yeah. yeah they did they charlie <laughs>
1: yeah charlie said love my good and plenty not me charlie i spat him out i couldn't believe all that advertisement as a kid i go on had a nickel bought a box open it up took a bite and oh i hate liquor. a
0: yeah. box of disappointment for you yeah, it's
1: like having a bite of a beat <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if they could Ain't only make the- a licorice beet dish for you, that mm. would be perfect. Um, and this is actually the oldest retro candy still produced. Oh, really? Goodenplenties, oh, yeah,
1: 1893.
0: Yeah, so and it's the way, it, even though, so that's candy. I don't know if peppermints are qualified differently, yeah. but that is the oldest one in its original sort of form.
1: And then 1907, yes? Hershey's introduces the Kisses, uh, and it's only called the Kiss because the machine, when it popped it out, yeah, sounded like a little
0: cute yeah that's, that's <laughs> i, wa- I want to know does anyone ever use the little paper tab to actually open it because that's why I, it's there. I never do i just rip into uh, it
1: 1916 is a uh, joy's Demet,
0: and it's still Demet.
1: yeah and it's the turtles
0: which we have we've got in recently David and um the chocolate covered caramel nut candy and they sort of look like a turtle because the pecans stick get at the side yes. and look like legs. But we can't get them all the time depending on weather because they do them seasonally, don't they?
1: Well, we bring them seasonally yeah. because melting they melting factor. They do, yeah.
0: but they're yummy.
1: Anyway, 1920s. Here we go. The oh. roaring 20s.
0: Yeah, and this was a booming era for candy as you will yeah. hear. We'll probably have to run through it. Mm. Okay. Hollywood brand
1: it. introduces white fudge candy bar, the double zero bar, which is still available. We make a zero bar. It's very Hershey now.
0: Yes, that's right. We do get in a zero bar. Yep. Yeah. And then we've got Henry Heidi Creates. where Whoa, are you? Oh, the Juicy Fruits. Juicy Fruits.
1: This is in a bag. The this is in a bag.
0: In a box. Yeah. usually get them in a box. I love these things. Yeah. And um,
1: That made famous on another on Seinfeld one. Seinfeld
0: Resurgence. Yeah. yeah, Elaine. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. And uh, in 22, there was um, a variation of gummy candy. And it was called the Dancing Bear, but later it came, became known as gummy, gummy bears. Bear. Now I never would have thought they've been around since the 20s, yeah. but 1923. And now we got
1: a well, we get some of the gummy bears in of like yes. Jolly Rancher gummy bears yes. and uh, lifesaver yes. gummy bears, and then we got these new ones now, the Muddy Buddies.
0: Oh, those are so good! The little
1: gummy bears with chocolate covered. Oh,
0: uh, 1923, the Baby Ruth candy bar, named for President Grover Cleveland's daughter. Right, nothing
1: to do with Baby Ruth.
0: No, baby. baby Ruth. Why do these people have these names? Grover, God bless him. <laughs>
1: it's the Grover bar. It's like the Goober bar. <laughs> yeah. Ruth. Yeah. yeah. Ruth. Ruth
0: was a popular, my, very
1: religious name.
0: My Aunt Blynn yeah. was Ruth. Yeah. She was Ruth Blynn, but she hated Ruth, went by yeah. Blynn, which.
1: Jesus. <laughs> they were both bad. Yeah.
0: They were both bad. Our family is not good for names. <laughs> yeah. That's it. In
1: 1923, one of my uh, always liked. The Mounds Bar. Mounds candy.
0: See, and I like Almond Joy because sometimes you feel like a nut not, and, and sometimes, sometimes you don't. don't. <laughs> yes,
1: there you go. And 1928, Heath Bars introduced the first taft toffee bars. So toffee is like a Butterfinger.
0: Yes, hmm. crunch. So you crunch. Yeah. And it was chocolate covered and they were only um, sold by the dairy salesman. Oh, so milk- make
1: them special. That's the- why. <laughs> so the so the daily so the uh, milkman had something to bring besides milk.
0: <laughs> Ain't that the way? Yeah,
1: I think there was a little uh, conniving in there.
0: Yeah, it could have been.
1: 1928 Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, Whoa.
0: and it's still a classic. Yeah. 1931. Still a very what we have these in the shop and yeah. they are huge favorites. Um, Tootsie Roll Pop. So it's the first novelty candy since they combine two candies, yeah. two, two and one.
1: <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: and um, yeah, so that that is uh, yeah quite conventional because I remember you know every kid used to like it and you know break it open to get just to get to that chewy middle.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it was like how many licks to get to the middle of a yeah. Tootsie Pop, and if you got close, it was a nice crunchy with the with the chewy because the girl with no patience obviously did that. Yep, and
1: then uh, 1949 junior mints,
0: junior mints, which I don't have here, but we do have, yep. and they are magic,
1: made famous again by Seinfeld. Thanks. That was a big comeback.
0: That was
1: right. Nobody wanted them until that episode. Then all of a sudden, bang!
0: The power that yeah. show had. Yeah.
1: And then 1958, Eric uh, Burnett uh, introduces the. Chunka chupa chups. chupa Now I never seen that till we came here.
0: No, I hadn't either. But it's it's, it's
1: in America. Now. It
0: is, yeah. and it also had so. Nineteen sixty eight. Um, it became. He said the labels became iconic, which we'll find out later. Actually, yeah. I'm just going to jump to it now. So, nineteen sixty nine. Salvador Dolly designed oh. the label, and he insisted that the logo always goes on top.
1: Yeah, sixty six flair introduces razzles first candy first it's a candy then it's a gum
0: it is so cool. if that had a big resurgence in the 2000s or 2010s probably with um 13 going on 30.
1: and then 74 general Mills introduces the revolutionary
0: yes pop rocks oh pop rocks we got where are you we got them right here yep I'm going to do this. Oh, no. I have to. Dolores can remember this. And people used to tell us that you would die, die. if you had too many.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no.
1: There we go.
0: I won't be able to talk <laughs> now.
1: Now we'll have to call 911.
0: The only bad thing is watermelon. I'm still going. <laughs> But that was the thing. If you had that with coke, you'd die. So I'm sure we all tried it, and then we're all still here. Ugh.
1: All right. You so, have to keep
0: going because I'm still where, popping. You- good day, all the pickle show. Welcome, Phil.
1: Hey, how's your pickle?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a bit New York heavy. Here's another New York heavy. There's a reason thing. for that, you know. Yes, I do <laughs> know.
1: It's so good, it's so great <clears throat> a city they named it twice.
0: Oh God.
1: Well, well when I was young, I never knew a pickle was a cucumber. <laughs> I didn't either. And over here, there. Pickled cucumbers. You know, they don't call them cucumbers in America. They're just pickles.
0: So, I, I saw this quote. It was a a, pic, a pickle is a cucumber that sold out. <laughs> like that now, we've got pickle types we're going to talk about now. Yeah. Now, a lot of these we have in, but I, I need you to explain some when we get oh. down to these. So, yeah. you've got your genuine dill pickle. So, yeah. that's like um, we've been eating those today. So, that's yeah. the dill flavor And then some of
1: them are more garlic, less garlic. You that's know.
0: right. So it's a personal preference. Um, Jeanette had a really good saying because people would say, "You know, what one do you recommend?" It's yeah. like it is a personal preference. It is. Yeah. Everyone tastes different, mm. so you can't just have you know a consistency with that.
1: Yeah, I like the real ripe sour dill well, pickle. That's what mm. we're
0: going to get down to in a mm. second. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Then we've got the kosher dill, yep. which is manufactured and certified in accordance with um, uh, Jewish dietary laws. It, they're very popular um yeah, they're it's, more
1: it's like what you get on a McDonald's hamburger that's a dill
0: yeah and they're more robust than dill pickles so much so the name has stuck and kosher dills are the ultimate accompaniment to a overstuffed dilly sandwich mm. which i agree i think they're sharper now we've got bubbies yes they are magnificent yeah, but those are
1: fermented we'll they, talk about that yeah
0: we'll talk we will that. we will be talking about that but they are a fantastic um, their refrigerated item yep and, and they're totally
1: different than anything else in a store
0: that's exactly right and um the flavor is just
1: <laughs> hits you
0: it does but it doesn't make your nose run or your eyes water no. but it's just beautiful and there's the overnight dill which is sort of a quick pickling so um you can just soak them overnight sort of thing in the in the in the brine, a lot of people do that quick pickling. Like I know, I back in California, you'd see that if you had too many cucumbers in the backyard, you could okay, throw and that Tomatoes,
1: too. they pickle tomatoes. Yes, inside.
0: absolutely. The green ones. Yes, and uh, there is also Polish and German style uh, dills, and now Phil, sour and half sour. Hit well, me with I, what I the remember. Is. So the
1: half sour, sa- yeah, it it goes by crispiness, right? So like the uh, bubbas will be a full sour because they're soft. Right, and then like the Mercurius here, that's almost like a half sour. But there's another company in New York called Batemti.
0: right? Okay. Oh yes.
1: Okay, and they make a beautiful half sour pickle, but so it has more crunch to it.
0: Yeah, I like it, and, the and it's still one. a
1: little bit riper than it than being, uh, you know, pickled, you know, fermented or whatever.
0: Right. So the full, sours. Yeah, full sour. Yeah. So that's the difference. So rather than the, it's the crunchiness is what does yes. it mm-hmm. um, now. You're not a big, necessarily a big fan, but I quite like bread and butter. Yeah, pickles. I can tolerate
1: the bread and butter. See, there's so many other ones we'll get to that I don't like, but the <laughs> bread and butter, that was like a new pickle to me because we never had them. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't have that probably till I was a teenager having a bread and butter pickle. And oh. then the first time I had it, like, oh, this does not taste like a pickle. <laughs> Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> well see, that's what my family um chops up and puts into egg salad mm. or potato salad is the bread and butter because it's still it's not overly sweet yeah. like but, a
1: but any any pickle, I mean you want to make a good egg salad, tuna salad or whatever yep. is to chop it up. Make sure you try to get some of the moisture out of it and yep. then you know, put it into your uh into your salad, your egg oh, yeah. salad tuna, whatever macaroni a salad.
0: Oh, that would be good. Now oh. it, the sound effects we have are the uh <laughs> Ralphie's got the donut out, his favorite toy, and Brennan's now chasing him around. Oh, yeah. And he thinks it's a game. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right.
0: Get out of the <laughs> get Right. Out of so studio. now candied. I don't like these either. These are extra Exus.
1: why would you ever eat what would you eat that with? I don't know. Would you put it in a Manhattan,
0: maybe? <laughs> you know, because it's
1: sweet. Sweet?
0: Know? Yeah. I don't like they are. Syrupy. Yeah.
1: No, let's skip that. No, we'll skip that. And they got no salt sweet. Never heard of that one.
0: No, but I just wondered because I was telling you, I was trying. There is a sweet Gherkin man olive does, but it has no added sugar. So I'm like, how did they do that?
1: Yeah. So that's. uh, But
0: they did it. It's uh good, but I can't explain it because it's not overly sweet, but it.
1: But I would think also, like it says, no salt sweet. But I would think that, well, I guess the sweetness or salt, you need one or the other or both.
0: Yeah. Because salt brings out some, you know, the flavor and some things.
1: to uh, pickle it.
0: Now, sweetheart, like Ooh. Dave's. Dave's yeah. had the really good sweetheart yeah. pickles. Yeah,
1: so his first bite is about, oh, it's a little bit sugary, and then all of a sudden, <sighs> bam-oh. Yeah. It's
0: almost like a jam. It's almost like a chili jam. Yeah. And they're good. Oh, that they, chili they,
1: jam is good.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found this beautiful quote, and I think like so much of what we talk about- um, American, I think food means so much to America Because it brings everyone together You celebrate with it, you share your background with it And this quote kind of uh, stated that The deli became a bridge that helped neighbors overcome prejudices And stereotypes by providing a judgment-free zone Where people of all cultures, ethnicities, and faiths could enjoy a meal
1: That's why I didn't say Because <laughs> you had all those big words in there
0: Ethnicity one got me,
1: yeah. But you know, like when I grew up, there was a deli on every block, you know, yeah, so like around every corner, sort of like the Irish bar. And right. it was, and it was the same thing, you know, it was people got together, you know. So if you didn't drink, you went to the deli, but you still went to the deli if you drank. But it was a place to congregate, you know. So you had three probably places in New York where everybody was equal candy right. store, the bar, right or the gin mill, as some people call it, (laughs) and the deli. Yep. Those were, you know, everybody went there. And, you know, and even though, like, most of all the bars were Irish, most of all the delis were Jewish, you know, and the candy stores were a mix of everybody. Right. So
0: everybody was happy. I suppose New Yorkers – have a reputation of not wanting to get into some small talk with others. Yeah. Actually, I read that in a warning when you go to New York. <laughs>
1: no, you've been listening to George Collin again.
0: <laughs> I always do that. Mm-hmm. But it was like, don't get a sandwich from Subway, go to a good deli, yeah. and don't try to make small talk with New Yorkers. They don't have time for it. They don't yeah. want it. Yeah. The earliest delis were run by Germans and Alsatians. So not all of them were Jewish. So the first delis were not necessarily the Jewish delis. And the Alsatians – uh not the dogs, the people from Alsace. I never knew there
1: was <laughs> such a thing. I always thought the Alsatians were with the dogs. Yes.
0: Well, you know a lot of good things came and from. And they look Alsace. like German shepherds. They do. Um, we're responsible for charcuterie aspects. Do you know They f- didn't have
1: charcuterie back then? That's new, that just came out.
0: This is that's the name. The old name, the new name. I charcuterie think Charcuterie it- is French. I know. See, Alsatians, French, um, French border. See, yeah. right? The security aspects of the menu: so pickled tongue and sauerkraut was know, sausages and noblewurst and garlic worst and Frankfurt and the iconic Frankfurter, who his name suggests an origin in Frankfurt, Germany. Could uh, anything Doug. be
1: any worst? <laughs> 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 so, I didn't see pickled nut tongue. Worst. Remember Bart Simpson? That's the only sandwich you could taste you back. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had tongue in a long time. My, yeah, you know, the, the Italians ate anything, right? And we used to. My aunts or my father used to go out and bite tongue and, yeah, it yeah, and yeah. slice it up and.
0: Yeah, uh. I like it when you can't still can't feel the taste buds on. You got to rip that off.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to take that <laughs> off. Yeah.
0: But I used to. I used to love the knockwurst. That used to crack me up when I was a kid, and I used to see that. Oh, I, to, I don't know. It Just it sounded really. Seen. Do you want oh, some knockwurst knock with that? Yeah. Well, uh, we, and the
1: other one we used to have the uh, all the time the Polish sausage.
0: Oh yeah. I love that. Kielbasa. Kielbasa. You have that, chop that up with a, mm, just a bit of cabbage. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Um, so <laughs> the Ashinowski, um Jewish cult, uh, cultures of Germany, Poland, Romania, and Hungary – um, and the Russian Empire developed kosher versions of local meat specialties. This mm-hmm. takes me back to Fiddler on the Roof when they all left. If I was a rich man. No, <laughs> Topol. No, 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 no. Uh, so as it, so it went from, so this is how the evolution came. And when centuries of America's uh, abundant Beef Supply, which we've talked about a couple of shows because we had so much beef, they were able to have, you know, lunch meats. And,
1: was I there? I don't remember talking about all you? this beef.
0: We did. We were sure? talking about cowboy food. Cowboy food. And we yeah. also talked that people, you know, people would come from Europe and go.
1: Oh, yeah, because you know, e- a beef was, was the beef. secondary flavoring because they couldn't afford it. Yeah. yeah that's right. and then the peasants ate all the uh, the good bits.
0: So you're not going to yeah. do what my husband does now. I go we didn't talk about that oh, we didn't-, he didn't say that we have okay. and I've got proof I can go back if I have to and uh then in the you know as things happened, the good old push cart in New York
1: yeah and, and everything
0: came comes from
1: yeah the the push cart but now the push carts migrated into the uh, into the vans, the trucks. The That's food, right. The food, food trucks.
0: trucks. Yeah. And those push c- I read an article on the push carts, and they were having the same issues with the local government the food trucks are now having. They want to, you know, don't make too much money on the street, don't take up too much room. So then yeah. it went to bricks and mortar. Right. So it's kind of returned yeah. back again. But
1: it's like wars that go on in New York where who parks where? <laughs> People <laughs> get killed over that. Yeah, back to the late 1800s. Uh, uh, yes, the,
0: that's right.
1: That's when all the pastrami, the corned beef, and the tongue were born.
0: That's right. And Jewish delis went from an obscure immigrant food to an American American cuisine, cuisine. Yeah. which it is. the um, The popularity of the cured meat um, can be turned back to the turn of the century when Irish and Eastern European Jewish immigrants and Jewish immigrants mm-hmm. were two of the largest inbound populations to the city. An influx of kosher butchers made its way to New York's Irish and Jewish neighborhoods, so the Irish often bought their meat from kosher butchers. As they would. That's it, and that's where it goes back to Mm -hmm. corned beef and pastrami. So,
1: because they, yeah, no, 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 they never never put that together.
0: I didn't either until I read it. So, but it's it's, so
1: St. Patty's is a Jewish holiday.
0: That's exactly (laughs) right, and that's why we have. That's why
1: the Pope wears a little yarmulke. Yeah.
0: And that's why we have corned beef in the U.S. uh, on St. Patrick's Day, but not in Ireland. Yeah. (laughs) Product jingles and taglines. It's one of those things they stick in your head, as we found out now for your whole life. (laughs) few of these things.
1: I know. We sing them all the time in the office.
0: We do. This is how this came up. It just
1: comes up. Bang.
0: Are you in good voice? Because I think you might have to sing a few things today if we don't have them up here.
1: I don't know if I'm always in good. But I, I don't sing in the shower because right, I'll drown. <laughs> you
0: know, it's, it's,
1: so back in '78, you remember back in '78? I do. I was nine years old. Ooh, and do you remember me eating the Apple Jacks?
0: No, my mom wouldn't buy those either. Apple, J J Jack. Jack. Apple
1: I don't remember that commercial.
0: But you used to sing that song with me in the shop. No. You yes, don't. you did because I remember that. We remember the
1: alphabet. That's com- alphabet uh, s- cereal.
0: I am yeah. disagreeing with you because it was one of the first jingles oh. that we sang. Do you remember that? And I went, yeah, I that one.
1: I don't remember yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Tuesday, right? Or the copy paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, here's one of the iconic. We're going to talk about an iconic ad oh, yes. that everybody, well, in America knows.
0: That's right. Because Mikey. Mikey likes it. And Mikey likes it's it. It's made by, there's three actual brothers. These little kids are actual brothers. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. That's why they're that. so so like, and they sound like they're going to beat each other up. Oh, yeah. not And if I'm
1: the Boston or New York or something. Yeah, they got the Philly. Yeah. And so to Mikey. Yeah. So the
0: two older older brothers who are about like six and seven <laughs> are sitting at the table, and the little brother's at the end. And yeah. here we go. Yeah, Mikey.
1: <laughs> this is yeah sorry.
0: Look at this stuff. Some cereal It's supposed to be good for you. Do you try it? I'm not going to try it. You try it. I'm not going to try it. Let's get Mikey. Yeah. He won't need it. He hates everything.
1: <laughs> he
0: likes it. Hey, Mikey.
1: When you bring life home, don't tell the kids it's one of those nutritional cereals you've been trying to get them to eat. You're the only one who has to know. Yeah, typically, I think they're from
0: Boston. The house is yeah. it. It's just, it's, then yes. we'll go into uh, the departed
1: they
0: grew up to work for Jack Nibbles
1: <laughs> So we got rid of the fruit and breakfast and Now we're going to go on to lunch
0: Oh, lunch Now uh, this song
1: Probably the most pot Well, again, I mean, there's so many that are icons And this is definitely from
0: 1973, Icon So I was saying yeah. I was four, about four nine. Nine. <inaudible> It's about <inaudible> has
1: my baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me, why, I'll say? Because
0: Oscar Mayer has a way with B-L-L-O-G-N-A.
1: Oscar Mayer, the first name in Bologna.
0: How's
1: that? How can they call it Bologna? Instead, I'd like know, to they're make they're it better. Way. It's Bologna.
0: Bologna, like Not a-
1: Bologna. Well,
0: I don't know how that changed, but every time I spell that word...
1: Yeah, you put an E at.
0: I no, I sing it.
1: Oh. I sing it.
0: <laughs> this is another classic from yeah, the same company. Same company,
1: another Oscar Mayer And Maya this one. is
0: one I can hear my friends yeah. and I singing in and the, the schoolyard. Oh, I'd love to be an, an to Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs>
1: It's a little kid just marching down like a little parade wiener. with a sign. From, uh, everyone uh, and
0: everyone would be in love with and me. And then
1: one kid left behind. A gawky kid.
0: And he's mad.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I didn't get a part of it. He doesn't uh,
0: want to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. He's a loser. That's uh, why. Oh, here is. Oh, we're
1: bringing up another level
0: so again. So this is a condiment. Hmm. Okay. There's no other condiment. No, no other condiment. This is very special. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that's a fan of Wayne's World, please listen. Yes. 1981.
1: Pardon me, would you have any gray poupon? But of course, gray poupon, it even has wine. Oh, Oh, it
0: has wine. I wonder if it has palm mason,
1: chablis. (laughs) Chablis. I don't know. No, they wouldn't use it. This is (laughs) French, it's made in (laughs) France.
0: I used to be be, okay. (laughs) So, there's two Rolls Royces, and first of all. Let me just say that driving down the road next – well, one at first, and he's got this tray that used to fascinate me yeah. as a kid because he had a glass of wine that didn't move. He poured gravy on his food, eating knife and fork, silver. Yeah. And so he goes to his driver, stops him at a stop sign, and then a – Another no, guy
1: rolls down the window, all yeah. nicely done up. His hair is perfect. Look at that. Yeah, his hair is perfect. And he's,
0: it's blow in.
1: Yeah. Then they stick their hand out, and here's my Grey Poupon.
0: Do you know what else I wondered? did he give it back to him <laughs> did they have to wait to the next red light or do rich people just give each other condiments yeah maybe that's <laughs> i don't know these are the things i thought of when i was like 12 i was like <laughs> does he get it back like i'd want my grape Poupon back yeah. we actually have it in the shop right now <laughs>
1: yep and now we come to the most exciting part oh. the winner of after all the breakfast lunch dinner soft drinks desserts everything you get an upset tummy you worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake
0: made you greedy. Let your aching head and stomach hear this message from Old Speedy. Alka-Seltzer, <laughs> plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. How? That was plop, like plop, that. Oh, what a relief now, it I is. I always got so confused as a kid. bubbles, relieve your upset stomach Because I don't know, do you fast. drink it while it's For fizzing or you got to wait till it stops fizzing? alka Gold. I never oh, could water it out. What a relief it is. What a relief.
1: Oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, that was exciting.
0: It was, and now these things will be going through our head yeah. for days. Pop, fizz, fizz.
1: fizz. fizz. Yeah. <laughs> I can't.
0: Now believe. we'll be back yep. in a moment.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping ahead, what episode are we in?
0: I don't know. <laughs> oh, episode forty-seven. Okay, forty-seven. I said it. Yep. Hawaiian One food. Second.
1: No, forty-seven. Yeah, all right. Okay, how about not Hawaiian food?
0: Well, the thing that is not Hawaiian mostly. What is the most popular Hawaiian thing you hear besides Hawaiian punch?
1: Yeah, Hawaiian pizza. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there yeah. is a place in Maui called Lahaina Pizza Co. And it call it serves uh, ham and pineapple pizza, but it's called Sweet Pig. Sweet Pig. I like that. Yeah. I think that it's cute. In Hawaii, they have, I suppose it is the real melting pot. So you've got, you know, the island heritage from, you know, the First Nation there. And then you've got, you know, Polynesian, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Philippines, Puerto Rican, and Portugal influence or Portuguese influences. A lot of these people came over during, um, to work on sugarcane plantations. So that's why when you go out to dinner it is really yes. a mix of
1: uh, of everything. Of
0: everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: They they had the first uh, fusion foods.
0: Absolutely. And it's a really happy like happy surprise to go somewhere and find all these really cool looking things. So you will hear about things today that are going to sound a bit famil- familiar if you're used to any of the other cuisines. The first one is called Simon. Simon yeah, which is basically Hawaiian ramen. So it looks like it too. Um, I can't believe I missed it. They even serve it at McDonald's. Wow. Um, so it has a broth. It's a noodle soup and it has, depending on the, who's cooking it, um, it has wheat noodles. It has um, char siu, so barbecue pork, linguiça, so there's Portuguese sausage, uh, nori, uh green onions and it, and the egg cakes as well.
1: Wow. So I was just like, yeah, let's just throw that in there.
0: <laughs> I was listening. Now I'm sure if
1: you get it at the uh, local uh, corner store, you'll get some spam in well, it
0: too. that's right. And you can get it at 7-Eleven there too. And I was listening to um, a Hawaiian chef and he said, I didn't know what cereal was. This is what we have for breakfast every day. Yeah, until I was in school with some other kids. Now we're just moving on now. We're going to talk about Huli huli chicken. Huli huli chicken. <laughs> holy, so holy This is a grilled chicken, and um, you know there's so many restaurants and there's food truck parks, and you can just smell the grilling happening when yeah, I, I when know, I was looking there.
1: Looking at the ingredients, it's pretty nice. You got soy sauce and pineapple juice and brown sugar, sesame oil, ginger, garlic, and Worcestershire sauce.
0: Oh, thank you for saying that one. You got that one right, yeah. Worcestershire. Well,
1: yeah, we call so, the W. So that's like a little blend of everybody. It's there. like
0: a yeah teriyaki Hawaiian yeah, the teriyaki guy in there too, <laughs> and that's quite that's quite good. Now the next one.
1: Everybody doing it <laughs> the loco moco.
0: This is like the best hangover cure from what I've heard.
1: A loco moco. It, for that name, it better be.
0: <laughs> so it is white rice, hmm. and then you put a hamburger patty on it and gravy. Gravy. Mm. And top it with an egg. Wow.
1: Yeah, that is a hangover. That
0: is that's everything in it. You just need a like a Pepsi or a Dr Pepper with it. So
1: uh, Cafe 100 yes. on the Big Island is mm. the home of the Loco Moco.
0: And it's been serving it since hangovers for curing <laughs> hangovers since 1946. 1946. The uh, Hawaiians are the second largest consumers of Spam.
1: But it's so popular Spam over there. They even have a uh, a street festival, the Spam Jam.
0: That is exactly right. <laughs> and you can get it everywhere you're from McDonald's. Yeah, so cans. if you're
1: having a uh, an Egg McMuffin or a social media, you, you can can't have a Spam, spam. In McMuffin. You can.
0: <laughs> Where is the coffee? People that aren't American are going coffee cake. So it's a cake made with coffee, but it's not. It's like coffee scrolls
1: over here. Do yeah, they, there's they no coffee, coffee in, that. in It's Yeah.
0: A, yeah. Such a disappointment the first time I went to What, tub, a coffee scroll? Yeah, I was like, oh, it's not it, It's
1: just like so that heap of white stuff on it that,
0: that – Out of the tub frosting that they yeah. just slap on it and then oh, you know when it gets hard bread. how bad it is for you. <laughs> It's in my arteries from yeah. like 1987 <laughs> when I was here. And uh, so coffee cake refers to a cake that you eat with coffee or tea. So it's sort wow. of a heavier cake and mm. you need – little bit of refreshment yes. to go with it it's,
1: to wash it down <laughs>
0: wash it down. um so we'll explain a little bit more about those traditions yeah. and we both miss them how good was it let me just tell you guys a story um the other week we had a broken box of hostess crumb cakes or coffee cakes
1: and I wasn't really I don't aware know of
0: it. nah look at the look on his face <laughs> don't swear <laughs> I think Sean passed a Miranda, and I was like oh it was like it's a little
1: like a little, little puff of present. Yeah. I was
0: holding it and it was like the clouds broke up and a an ray of sunshine came down and there was angels singing there were angels singing. And actually, who's A couple of the people at work there that hadn't had coffee cake before is like, Oh, this is really good. And yeah. I think Keep we're your the, hands off and it was
1: uh, mine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but first of all, in the US, we don't have so many breaks during your work day.
1: No. Nah. No, you work or you don't get paid.
0: That's right. That's <laughs> you don't have your, your smoko and your afternoon tea. Yeah, and the morning tea. <laughs> That's right. You had the smokos yeah. in there. But you know that old saying, as we said at the beginning, like a coffee clutch or coffee clutch is actually, you know, came from Europe and I can't – it's spelled K A F F E K L A T C H.
1: Coffee clutch, coffee clutch. Yeah, like a coffee clutch. Yeah, yeah, that's how they got the word from.
0: it. That's yeah. exactly right. So that's where all the good gossip usually is. Yeah. Yep, a little group of people have talking over. A chat.
1: Yeah, talk, just talking over because you hang around with by the coffee pot. <laughs> Right. We remember working well, yeah. at the car dealer and I worked at EDS and you go in a break room, everybody's hanging around the coffee pot. That's
0: exactly right. And you, like I said before, you don't want to be there when Lou Harvey's making his coffee because he would run it through twice. Yeah. God bless him. I did that a few times.
1: <laughs> well, in California, all the coffee was so weak.
0: Uh, yeah, you had to do that. Uh, yeah. Yes. It would be nice. If it was a, we didn't have that many coffee cakes, had a lot of donuts. Hmm. And we also had, uh, I made the mistake, my boss, Paul. The most, he was a very imposing man. I poured him coffee. And it was the old days when someone go, Get me a coffee. You go, Yes, sir. And I didn't, it was, I gave him decaf. I didn't even think about it. And he goes, This is decaf, little girl. (laughs) 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 I learned my lesson that the orange one was the decaf pot. surprised
1: they even had that usually that's only at the diners yeah for customers oh for customers yes right. yeah.
0: yes 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 yeah. but you know i think there was in, when in the 50s and things people were entertaining especially women's groups were entertaining more at, more at home mm-hmm. so that would be part of it as well there would be but Bridge games and, cake you had
1: company bring cake
0: well that's right yeah
1: now nobody has company no, it's but like, even before that, over here, it was hard to go. you know, And even with our friends over at the Italian Bakery, right? They're not open Sundays.
0: No, and that's when you visit. That's when you go visit.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, um, now, so here's a few things. Here's a few names. Yeah. So and if you have a favorite, yell out. So New York Crumb Cake. No. Yes, that's it. <laughs> coffee <laughs> Coffee Cake, because people have popped in either coffee, coffee. icing or coffee in, in the yeah. recipe. Uh, yogurt Coffee Cake. Yogurt. Joy- <laughs> 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 I knew that was coming uh, well you have cinnamon roll coffee cake
1: yeah, uh, strawberry straw- peach coffee
0: cake that sounds a little bit too summery for me it's probably down Atlanta now, that's know, probably so. blueberry coffee cake
1: yeah the raspberry cream cheese coffee cake
0: Now, get you got me with the cream cheese mm. I might try one of those recipes
1: and then the peach crumb coffee cake
0: yes an apple and cinnamon streusel coffee cake
1: and this is starting to remind me of Jay Leno, when he used to read out all the weddings. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the, the the classic banana streusel and maple glaze coffee.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say one of those things where you go home and you order a salad, and they go, would you like uh, you know, Italian, oh, French, yeah. ranch, yeah. blue cheese, oh, yeah, green go goddess.
1: 22. <laughs> It just had three different ones.
0: Oh, there's a banana split coffee cake that had chocolate, strawberries, and banana in it. I
1: don't know. That'd be a bit over the top. Ah,
0: oh, no yogurt. And you got the cream Greek, cheese,
1: Greek yogurt, cream uh, <laughs> cheese, and lemon coffee. That should be nice.
0: That would be, be like nice. a
1: lemon custard. Mm. Now
0: cranberry pecan. That's probably the I could deal – That's a Christmas coffee cake. Yeah. You could have that Christmas morning. Mm. And uh, the mocha nut. So there's your coffee and your coffee cake.
1: Yeah, and then we got the amaretto, which is. Uh, also like a nut, oh, it's hazelnut
0: but that's beautiful
1: ha- amaretto cream cheese coffee cake
0: Ooh, i think we Ooh. should try that
1: and then the snickerdoodle
0: coffee cake yeah so the peanut butter one right that what well, now snickerdoodle snickerdoodle peanut no, butter No, where's a snickerdoodle cinnamon and sugar ah, which is basically a coffee cake i'm not a baker
1: <laughs> i'm an eater
0: you're yeah, an i e- know oh, i understand that sweets,
1: but i'm not i don't do cakes I mean, you know, that's one thing i, I tried i Tried it in, but now I'll just stick to the savory stuff.
0: Do you know that we had a customer in this similar to this conference years ago and yeah. we had the sugar cookie mix. Yeah. And they go, why don't you have snickerdoodle mix? And I said, if you make the sugar cookies and then roll it in cinnamon and sugar, yeah. you got a snickerdoodle. That's, a That's huh. all you have to do. <laughs> I don't think they had a mix, Phil. And I think the recipe was on the back of the bag. <sighs> uh, so now our yeah. favorite Seinfeld. Yeah, there's I hate the Drake. <laughs> Love the Drake. <laughs> I, got, I had a bit on Drake's coffee cakes. There, yeah. the quote was: "We were not the first to make coffee cakes, but we've made them since 1930, so we've kind of perfected them." Yeah, so, a little bit of a humble true. brag.
1: One time we were in Jersey. I was right? going oh, yes. Yeah. So Jeanette, uh, <laughs> she was. I know. She, I, I was. The house was like pretty well separated, so I had music on downstairs. She came downstairs. She like turned it off. I'm like listening to Zeppelin. Of course, you can't listen to you know at two, you know, volume two. It's yes, yeah, gotta know. be. It. And you know, and then blah blah blah. One thing led to another, and then she's decided, Mom, that's it. I'm I'm out of here. I'm going to my mother's. I'm, okay, fine. You know, and then she decides to take the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I go down, oh. <laughs> you know, sitting in on on, uh, on Middle Road, which is, you know, where we lived in, yes. in uh, we lived on Laurel Avenue in Hazlitt, right? Yes. anybody listening from Jersey. Uh, exit 117. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, I chased her down. I said, you can leave, the dog stays. <laughs> <laughs> same type of, same situation. <laughs> yeah, only, and the pizza's coming with me, yeah. <laughs>
0: Welcome to episode 49, Sopranos Food. You can try to imitate it, but there will never be nothing like it. So much revolved around food. No matter where they were, they were always eating something. Oh,
1: that's family of Italians.
0: (laughs) And that is a quote about the making of Sopranos, and that's it. So Sopranos is really, every important thing is all about food. And it's also one of our great loves. Because we quote it to each other, we talk about it. So welcome, Phil.
1: Yeah, and and even though we talk about American food, but this is, I mean, it, it's like the
0: it's Italian American, American Italian. Yes,
1: Italian American. We yeah. even have our own civil rights.
0: I like this scene. I've thrown this on Phil; he might know it because Carmela, Christopher, Tony, and a- and Adriana yeah. are out to dinner together, and in this scene, they're talking about someone's wedding. How they got a caterer, and Christopher. He sort of loses it a lot. He really, he, he wasn't really born to this because he's he's like, is this all you people talk about yeah, is food?
1: Food, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so sick of it. Yeah. And it is. And the, I actually feel sorry for Christopher a lot of the time because I don't think he was just, he wasn't cut out for it.
1: Yeah, but he did have that attitude. Oh, yeah. You know, because he he went off like a match. <laughs> you know, yeah. Be nice and calm, and next thing you know, he's shooting somebody. That is yeah. exactly
0: right. Uh, yeah, we'll go to yeah.
1: oh, the pizza place. <laughs> we got to respect the pizza.
0: You know? <laughs> My pizza never hurt nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love when the cops come in.
1: Is this your pizza? I don't know. <laughs> you know it's your box. This is your- well, I don't know. <laughs> it's the I don't know who, what, where.
0: Yeah, so there's the perfect example. That's the of first it. thing
1: we grow up. You know, you ask somebody, you know, like a teacher asks yourself, who did this? Did what? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> did you do this? Yeah. Who? <laughs> <Yeah>. I love <laughs> it. Where were you when this happened? What? What? Where?
0: What you <laughs> talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's where they all got it from because this, this is how we answered the, back. Right. you never committed to anything.
0: <laughs> well, uh, the story was Anthony Jr. and some of his friends got into a bit of trouble. Yeah. And they left the pizza behind. So, so they find the pizza box, and the yeah, the owner's like, "No, my pizza never hurt nobody." No, he goes, "Is it a special order?" So he calls the guy from the back. He goes, he presses the top of the pizza. He goes, "Ah, oh, double mozzarella and sausage." <laughs> I know who ordered this. Yeah. And so, so there goes Anthony.
1: <laughs> oh, this is Look. their father-in-law's birthday.
0: No, this is Anthony Jr.'s oh, birthday. Junior's birthday. This is okay. the first episode, mm. and this is when Livia calls up. <laughs> To oh, she say can't come. she can't come, <laughs> so then Anthony comes out. Anthony Junior comes out. What? No F and Z? Watch
1: your mouth. Then the priest is right behind. Then us. the
0: priest hits him on the butt, and they all go, "Hoy, hoy!" <laughs> so, and that's how Livia ruins things. Yeah. So he's waiting for that, but that's the day that Tony collapses as well. So it mm-hmm. all goes downhill from here. Yeah. And,
1: and the last scene, he's in the refrigerator. How many times have we been there? <laughs> Open up the refrigerator. Let's <laughs> see. week. There's nothing in here. That's what are right. you looking for? I don't know.
0: So how many times did he get there? He gets lunch made out. Yeah. He uh, gets the Tropicana cheese out. He slams it so hard the thing shakes. The difference <laughs> is he's dressed. He's usually in his bathrobe.
1: Yeah, that's right. He pulls <laughs> out with his bathroom
0: And so that was part of his. You know,
1: it's no, that's no, it's, it. yeah,
0: comes yeah. in, needs a little something to eat. Yeah. And is always there. Carmela is always, you know, the most she's ever filmed is in that kitchen, <laughs> yeah. you know, cooking for the family and all that. And Tony, you can see that I've done that. I, if there's more to Della yeah. in that fridge, I might hit it a few times. We hope you uh, are enjoying the best bits of 2021. There's more. There's more. (laughs) Not just steak knives. Uh, We'll be back with a new podcast Wednesday, the 26th of January.
2: And we will be back. (sighs) See you soon.